Hey, this is Lou Mangello from WDW Radio, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. Let's do this. The tangents this week continue all the way to episode, and I can't believe I'm saying this, 350 <laughs> of wow. the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. And Walt Disney may have liked to say it all started with a mouse but it really started with the man welcome everyone to this week's episode of the five-ish fangirls podcast so glad to join us let's start off like you do over for the virtual table and see who's joined us this week this is Brittany and troy this is chrissy in salt lake city this is holly from wisconsin and this is rachel in indianapolis indiana hello everyone hey everybody hello 350 50. <laughs> the big 350. Oh, oh my goodness. I think this was a number on, on one of my previous addresses in my life. Yes. <laughs> That's wow. crazy. Right? How how did but crazy in a good way? Well, yes. yes. Exactly. In the best way possible. But. How did a how did a group of uh of of fangirls go from you know skyping together on you know the, after the doctor who 50th anniversary and now we're like hi here we are 350 although, although yeah. you know, recently i heard someone talk about doctor who's 60th anniversary coming up and i was just yep. like boy oh boy <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> what uh rtd is supposed to officially take over yes mm-hmm. time for the six years a little yet, less so. than two years Whew. yep yeah. and you'll get our thoughts on the rundown of flux sometime in the near future yeah <laughs> next week yes okay that is, that now is that it's today. all out i'm gonna watch that it back to back to back mm-hmm. and hopefully it'll mm-hmm. make i can put the pieces together More sense. <laughs> have fun like it makes mm-hmm. sense i just like Mm-hmm. I've forgotten what happened even with the nice little previews at the front like previously on Doctor Who and I'm like yeah mm-hmm. no I need to like watch this as one full thing yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> so that I can get all the pieces parts in one go <laughs> mm-hmm. oh oh my goodness 350 is crazy okay anyway mm-hmm. uh <laughs> And heaven knows we still have plenty more to talk about. You should see oh our list gosh. for for oh next year. Yes. Like every every <laughs> yes. time, every time I see something like we want to talk about on on the thing, I'm like, oh, we'll put a pin in that one. We'll get there. Maybe. Yeah, we'll yeah. get there eventually. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. So, uh, and then they keep giving us new stuff to talk about. So, in news. <laughs> couple of trailer teaser things uh so we got uh return to the spider-verse which they're totally leaning into the fact that we're like as far as marvel is concerned it's a multiverse so it's like meanwhile Mm -hmm. in another universe yes uh, (laughs) although i loved i loved all the distracted boyfriend memes where the the girlfriend is you know spider-man no way home and then he's checking out into the spider first yeah i was like yeah yeah yeah, you guys know how to market we get it yeah (laughs) yeah sony was like hold on a second uh even though you know no way home is also in conjunction with sony so yeah yeah. sony's my web shooters sony at this point is like 
we're uh, we're double fisting it. So yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. And apparently, Please apparently and thank you. hold my beer while I get another beer. <laughs> yes. Apparently, I, I saw a thing where it said ticket sales for for No Way Home have like the, the headline was you know as as Spider Man tends to do broke the web. Yes. <laughs> well, and supposedly, like they're they're having, you know, like you've seen all the pictures of like Tom Holland and Zendaya, and you know, mm-hmm. doing like the press tours and everything. And supposedly, at these premieres, they're only showing like forty minutes of the movie. Really? Wow! Yeah, they're not showing they're the entire it thing. That it's like it's really lift. like they're just wow. Like, yeah. They're like, there's so much here that we cannot risk getting spoiled. Wow. Like we could barely keep Tom Holland under control, <laughs> let alone everybody that, else. That tells me now, now because I did hear a thing where Andrew Garfield was like, I don't know why everyone thinks I'm in it because I'm not in it. And then I hear this, I'm like, oh, he's totally in it. Him and Toby. You guys are in oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, that, there's that one meme. Yeah. Andrew Garfield, you know, something like he's not going to be there hiding in this this pole and then a kid standing behind it yeah <laughs> here i am my mom and i have to step up our spider-man we watch yeah <laughs> this might actually finally get me to finally watch the third one of oh you the haven't only seen one that one that's the only one i haven't seen and like i don't remember why i didn't see it the first time like when it was first because it's mm-hmm. emo toby mcguire it's <laughs> I will say I this: it 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 does it it earns its its reputation as kind of the 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 not best one of of that series. I maintain if they had they, they had enough they had enough content for two movies there, so they right. should have they should have done yeah. some in this and some in the other one, and they yeah. would have been fine. But I think the only executive just, meddling, yeah. I think the best justification for watching that one is just because based on the tr- last trailer we got is sandman is in it so yeah, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. if you, you want to brush up on that particular baddie yeah and that <laughs> and, and honestly sandman of of the of the multitude of villains in the third one sandman was actually the best one and he kind of got the least amount of um, he got shortchanged yeah he got yeah. way shortchanged like they set they set him up so well and it just kind of fizzles out because they have to do venom and the new goblin and all this other stuff yeah. so mm. so yeah it's it, it it's a fine movie it just needed the the executives to back off quite frankly yeah. but anyway that's neither here nor there yeah. but yeah spider-man we're gonna be all spider-maned out maybe mm-hmm. yeah well they possibly because this is a this is across the spider-verse yes part one (laughs) (laughs) they're like uh okay dune we saw what you did so we're just gonna tell everybody up front this is part one (laughs) which i i do do appreciate although it is kind of weird although i guess they did that with infinity war because originally infinity war was parts one and two and then they changed two to um Endgame, yeah, yeah, and there was like that whole run of, hey, all these movies are doing part, you know, part, you know, Mocking Jay and the some of those others, the the, the YA ones. Although Di- the mm-hmm. Divergent series, they never got their second 
part of the nope. <laughs> no. just which is Oof. probably for the best if you've read the book <laughs> yes uh-huh yeah, i agree yeah, that, that, that yeah. you know what yeah. we're just gonna pretend that didn't happen uh-huh so. i still remember our reaction to the that ending mm-hmm. yeah. so, anyway so so yep. that's just it is what it is mm-hmm. yep um and then in oh my god i feel so old um <laughs> yeah, yeah. we were talking about before we started the show uh was that new is it new year's day right that that's gonna yes. air uh um, on, so. on hbo um or hbo max or whatever whatever they're calling themselves these days um is we're getting the harry potter <laughs> 20th anniversary reunion special with pretty much the entire cast that's still living uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately in 20 years we've lost several of, yes. yeah. of of the cast which i mean it's gonna be sad that some of them are missing anyway um mm-hmm but i i know for me like i'm like i'm so excited to like see like you know the golden trio back together because yes. um, mm-hmm. they haven't really like been together no. since right. they've like since they've had to like f- like do the stuff for the theme park attractions uh would would be my guess is probably mm-hmm. some of the last times that they worked together as you know harry ron and hermione Mm-hmm. um and like it's it's fun i mean it, it is a teaser it's you know some of the cast getting their invitation to hogwarts essentially um as themselves so like robbie coltrane is like sitting at side side cafe and his invitations like robbie coltrane the coffee okay. shop you know <laughs> i love it i love it so much yeah <laughs> and some of them are like you know you don't get to see their entire faces um but you know it, they they tell you who's going to show up they they drop all the names and everything so you know we're getting pretty much the entire cast that's that's still with us but um but i know for i know for me like i'm going to be watching and be like ah, oh, this is so exciting but at the same time it's like alan's not there yeah you know? right. it's like no offense to the other cast members that have lived past like john hurt um mm-hmm you know among others our our og dumbledore what what right (laughs) you know uh we've lost i can't remember actors names unfortunately but we've lost our sister malfoy we've lost um Um, uh, uncle vernon yeah uncle vernon and richard griffith uh heather mccrory is is yeah and um which i'd actually forgotten about that yeah and um, um fudge the guy right. who played Cornelius right. Fudge. Oh, was it Fudge? I thought it was Barty Crunch. Um, Barty Senior. Crunch Senior. No, I think it was Fudge. I think it was the guy okay. that played Fudge. Too the wiki. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, with all these Where? movies, with all the we characters, can... we can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Film. Here we go. Blah blah blah. Oh wait. Let's see. Because I almost remember when we talked to, when he passed and we we're talking about it, like and they, like the you know 
his oh, trademark lime bowler, you know, lime green bowler hat. <laughs> hmm. I could be wrong though. If I am, I'm sorry. Because I think because I thought we because I it's been it, you know it's 20 years worth of of time that's passed since these movies first started coming out and there's a lot of people to keep track of so yes okay so i thought it was like the same one who because he um the actor was in the those cybermen doctor who episodes right hold on it might have been okay hold on hold on where is <laughs> uh, to the interwebs just, i am on the interwebs i'm looking on the yeah uh, okay cornelius robert hardy is Okay, yes, he passed in 2017. Okay. But I really, I think, I think they both. Yeah, they're both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Richard Harris, um, uh, Elizabeth Spriggs, who played the fat lady, passed away um robert okay roger lloyd yeah passed. richard griffiths right uh, oh no he's still he's still around oh barty crouch oh. senior oh no no wait no he's no. not he's not no he he's died in yeah 14 yeah 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 that's right okay and not to confuse with junior who was played by david Tennant. who was yes alive. right he's yeah. definitely still around <laughs> very so. very much so but yeah yeah like, so yeah, it is. You know, time time goes on, and uh, it's just what happens. But yeah, yeah. it'll be. A yeah, good it's deal. the it's the it's the younger ones though that like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, you know, you live to a certain age, and it's like, oh, you know, they lived a long life and mm-hmm. accomplished a lot. But I just feel like we were, you know, they, I, I'm probably a lot biased because i'm a slytherin and therefore you know <laughs> severus yeah, snape yeah, would have been my head yeah. of house yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and i just adore alan rickman well, so. yes. and, and snape was such an thing. integral part of the story too so yeah but so It'll it'll be a, I'm sure that renew will be fun and I'm sure they'll acknowledge those that have passed. Oh, I'm yeah. sure they'll they'll be so. a, they'll be a bit where they're like, eh, yeah. By the way, yeah. probably in memoriam. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Let's raise our wands. Yeah, in solidarity. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's it for the news. So keepers peeled for that one. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh moving on to feedback. That's a feedback from Shalane. Of course. Um uh, so uh talking about Stephen Sondheim. Uh she says she's seen into the woods and assassins, which I don't even know that one um and then of course we talked about west side story um and then she says she didn't know sweeney todd was a musical first she thought it was just a movie made by tim burton <laughs> like, no, uh-huh. it was it was a it was on stage first and yes speaking yeah. of alan rickman uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's one of the best things about that movie <laughs> yeah i i saw a, a stage production of, of sweeney todd when i was in college and then i 
and you know and then i heard that they did the movie or they were doing it i can't remember the timing of that and mm-hmm. i was like okay this is gonna be weird <laughs> also you know tim burton yeah i, like, okay. I mean <laughs> it is about a guy who kills people and then his cohort turns them into pies which is pretty macabre so that really kind of does scream tim burton yes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but at the same time you know, tim burton was kind of in that weird skid where it was like uh, are you really yeah. doing the best you can be you could be doing yeah but yeah yeah it's like oh you know edward scissorhands that was great nightmare before christmas even though he really didn't have a whole lot yeah. to do with nightmare but still well, it was moderately successful but then yeah he was on this stretch where people were like yeah how we many how many how many how many creepy you know dark macabre movies can you make with johnny depp and before and helena bottom carter and right. helena bottom carter before it starts yeah well he and helena bottom carter were married we're there married. for a good chunk yes. of the time so it, it's kind of like it's kind of like nepotism the, it's kind of like mm-hmm. with the resident evil movies like none of them are really any good but it was a it was it was a it was a an excuse for mila jovovich and well her husband was the one directing it now i can't remember what his name was they were married and it was it was it was an excuse to to for them to like be, do very expensive very fancy cosplay mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you know yeah so i i, I can't speak for for burton and, and bonham carter but uh <laughs> I, I think they're divorced now last yeah I mean, yeah. I don't pay attention. They've been divorced for a while. So. Yeah. 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 As happens. Yep. Oh. Especially in that Hollywood. world. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Hollywood. Yes. The entertainment industry with uh, as, as it is. But anyway. Yeah. Back to the feedback. Back yep. to the topic. Yeah. Uh, speaking about Beauty and the Beast, um, she said that she too loved it when growing up, but it also scare her. There are bits of that kind of scary, especially once they start raiding the townspeople come and start raiding the castle. Uh, so she did not know it was nominated for Best Picture because growing up she didn't know really about awards shows, which really you weren't missing much. You aren't missing much now, unfortunately. No, uh, I, I, I do remember watching the one where titanic won everything because yeah. i wanted to that was when i was like i saw that movie like oh yeah and i just remember like this is so boring <laughs> i was like i thought these were supposed to be like fun and glamorous and exciting and i'm like i'm like even like the the, the part where they're like like they're doing the the musical numbers you know the, the 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 songs that won or were nominated for best original song or, or score or stuff and they were doing all these these dance numbers i'm like this is so dumb why did you mm. put this together mm-hmm. but eh. the only thing i only time i've ever really really liked an award anything was when um peter jackson won for return of the king yeah yeah that was the only that was the only one i remember actually being fun yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> but anyway yeah um and then uh, she says in middle school she saw a stage version of Beauty of the Beast and then when she was in high school they did Beauty of the Beast and she got to be in it she was a background character yes I, I remember going to see that they did a good job for it being a you know high school production yep 
Um, and then she's very happy that, you know, it got to be on Broadway and that opened the door for so many more Disney movies to be on Broadway, like The Lion King, Little Mermaid, Tarzan, Mary Poppins, Aladdin, and Frozen. Mm-hmm. Which some of those you can, they've had on and off like like i've said the scaled down versions in the disney parks and on the cruise ships so um so uh uh, as far as the live action version she thought emma watson did a great job as Belle, and she liked dan stevens as a beast um plus the rest of the cast which we didn't really talk about actually (laughs) but yeah the (laughs) cast is kind of stacked um mm-hmm. which i which i alluded to i think last week talking about well emma watson thankfully had a very strong cast around her which helped, <laughs> a, mm-hmm. helped a bit it helps it helps quite a bit when you have people like emma thompson and audra mcdonald who is a broadway legend and mm-hmm. Ewan mcgregor and josh gad <laughs> so yeah oh boy um and she says plus i love chip we all love Chip. Everybody mm-hmm. loves Chip. Who doesn't love Chip? If yes. you don't love Chip, mm-hmm. you're wrong. Which in the original, when they were planning the original animated feature, Chip's role was going to be a lot smaller. He was going to have like one scene and that was it. And then they realized that they could utilize him quite a bit more, which I'm glad they did because yes, mm-hmm. we all love Chip. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh i love the little bit they did to like um easter egg of it in once upon a time yeah oh, yes mm-hmm. yeah with the chip uh, cup yep mm-hmm. yep uh I've, I've been i've been spending a little more time on pinterest in my downtime and all these once upon a time things are popping up like, <laughs> i want to go back and rewatch that show same here <laughs> i love that show mm-hmm. even when it was being silly Yes. Yep. I see that like spinoff one once upon in Wonderland. That yeah. was actually pretty decent for the yeah seven episodes that it ran. I just think they were trying to do too much too soon. Yeah. Hmm. It, it was a fun one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then. Uh, she agrees that yes it was sad that howard ashman died uh while the movie was still in production um and yeah they've got a little uh ode oh you know ode to him in oh, the um, movie uh, during, um, during like credits uh memorial uh, yeah like yeah. he gave a mermaid her voice and the beast his soul mm-hmm. so um and then she mentions uh for the 25th anniversary they did a thing called uh alan menken and friends and apparently it has people like steven schwartz and lin-manuel miranda and robert and kristen anderson lopez who talk about it and how what it's like working on disney songs for other disney movies so um, i'm sure we could find that on youtube somewhere probably sure yeah. yeah um and then uh she says in first grade they did a performance of and they sang their version of be our guest <laughs> oh yeah they, well okay uh 
uh, uh, let me tell this story because I, I, I so in the elementary school in the town where I grew up before we, we moved every grade did these little little programs and the first grade one was the first grade circus and it was like like the boys dressed up as clowns and the girls had you know the sparkly like mine mine was like a tutu with a feather and you know <laughs> and, and all this and yes it was cute we were six okay <laughs> and, and they you know they, they you, you they did things it was like a circus and the teachers dressed up as clowns because they could anyway so the first so the first year they actually did that song was the year i was in it because that was the year beauty and the beast was it came out and so they just before they did they, they had one that went to uh, the song new york new york but that year they did be our guest and that one was like it for the whole entire oh i don't know how many more years it ran that that they did it because like several years later they because you know I, I grew up in a little tiny town and then it started to grow and then they built another elementary school so they were like oh well we can't do this kind of thing anymore because you know the kids at the other elementary school can't do it or you know something so they kind of quit doing it all so anyway it's kind of a weird thing and i didn't realize how weird it was until i you know got older and realized oh not everybody not every elementary school does stuff like this which i thought was kind of sad because like these were kind of fun like like second grade they did a production of alice in wonderland every year uh, third grade did the nutcracker fourth grade did uh one about utah history and then fifth grade did american history and that one i was betsy ross and it was the only one that got a speaking part so there <laughs> kids who you know people who wouldn't let me be alice in second grade even though i wanted mm -hmm. to be, I, I got to be betsy ross in fifth grade so neener neener nice <laughs> <laughs> and no i'm not still I, I'm, I'm not still well I'm, very pro yeah, I'm not bitter <laughs> i'm not because i got to be betsy ross so screw you <laughs> <sighs> anyway sorry that was that was a whole big tangent that you probably that nobody probably cares about, but I just wanted to clarify because I'm like, oh, I, I I know what she's talking about, yeah, <laughs> and it's a little bit odd, yeah. Uh, and then she says she's also would like to meet Paige O'Hara and Robbie Denson at Salt Lake Comic Con. Uh, yes, they were there a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, and we didn't really talk about the the sequels because uh, i haven't actually watched them like the beauty and the beast christmas and the, the christmas one is like fun I, I do like it i mean that tim, tim curry yes. is in it yeah villain plays an evil organ so i mean that alone is worth oh, <laughs> yes. watching but that doesn't draw you in yes yeah he just he hams it up it is glorious Ooh, yes um i mean it's what tim mm -hmm. yeah i love him so much yeah, yeah, any production is automatically elevated by having Tim Curry in it, but it it's still really good anyway. I mean, it's it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a DVD yep. sequel. It's not going to be fantastic. Belle's Magical World, I can take or leave because uh, the the animation, especially in that one, is just not good. I think I've seen that one. It was one of those that was like 
you know, three, they did like three mini movies and squished them together. And there was like a, a framing device around it. They did the same thing with Cinderella. And I remember the Cinderella Tarzan one. And a couple others. I can't remember the other ones that they did that with. But I just, I just remember like, this feels more like a TV show than a movie. But yeah, Belle's Magical World, you can skip. I remember all things in the comment, but I remember really liking the dress she wore in the Christmas one. Oh, yes. She gets a very, very cool, like, deep burgundy pretty dress and you know there were dolls with that with that dress all over the place but i didn't care because it was bell in a christmas dress mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. gimme gimme mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what i'm here santa mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway which i think i have a picture of me with bell and the beast from my trip to Disney World in 2007, I think, at the Christmas party, and Belle's wearing that dress. Oh, ah, see, there you go. Yeah. I'll have to I'm see sure, if I can find it. I'm sure the cast members at the Disney parks appreciate getting to wear something new every yes. once in a while. Yep. So they're like, okay, it's Christmas, Halloween's over Christmas time. So all the friends of Belle are like, yay, opportunity for a new costume. <laughs> uh, so, um, and then Shlaine finishes up with, um, you know, you know, yeah, Beauty and the Beast is celebrating 30 years, but yeah, Disney's still making new. Uh, animated features with music like Encanto, which was just released with the music done by Lin-Manuel Miranda, which apparently is very good. Yes, I have heard brilliant things about that one, and I kind of want to go see it if we yeah. get a moment to, to do so. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like looking at like the movies that are coming out between now and the end of the year, and I'm like, I have so much I want to do over the Christmas vacation. <laughs> <laughs> over the christmas mm-hmm. break and it's like it's like if i go to the movies that's like a two three hour thing it's like you know how much sewing and stuff i could get done in that same amount of time it's like i want to see mm-hmm. all the things mm-hmm. part of me is like maybe i can just wait for it to come on disney plus yeah i'm trying to think of like all the well, even not like, even I'm- not even the disney related stuff like it's like i want to go see west side story oh, i want to yeah. see house of gucci mm-hmm. uh, so it's like uh like the only thing for sure i know i'm seeing in a movie theater at the moment is spider-man no way home so. mm-hmm. <laughs> i kind of want to see that with my christmas break but like when i if i go to movies i'm be going with like my sister and like some of our friends and i think the only one that we probably all would agree on is Encanto. Mm-hmm. so i think i'm like the only big marvel fan of all little group <laughs> if i had a tardis i would i would come and rescue mm-hmm. you <laughs> any hoozle oh. thank you shalane for your feedback yes thank you as always, pardon me. Uh, so, I'll move on to this week's main 
topic which hitting episode 350 of course you know we couldn't talk about just anything <laughs> but it just so happens that yesterday actually as we're recording this was the 120th anniversary of walt disney's birth so birthday to you yep Happy birthday to you mm-hmm. so uh and so considering we've talked about the eisner era and you know other things you know walt disney world <laughs> that uh i figured this would be a good opportunity to talk about the man who started it all yes yes which yeah. is so interesting because well because I, I was cause, you know i knew we were going to talk about Walt Disney today and I was just kind of you know gathering my thoughts and just thinking you know why you know you know what what do I think of him you know what impact has his work made on my life and and just kind of the history of of how he got started and everything and this will sound this will sound odd but over Halloween Alex's favorite little cartoon to watch was the skeleton dance that that black and white um cartoon and it was you know he loved it and you know at the beginning they have the little credit title card thing and it's like this cartoon it came out in what 1930 or 1920 something i i could look it up but i'm too lazy right now you know with black and white and you know animation was skeleton dance was 1929 1929 okay i was like it wasn't 28 that was steamboat willie anyway Mm -hmm. but it says you know it's a walt disney comic and it's got the 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 few people who was working who worked on it and all that stuff and you know you just kind of think those those few those little humble beginnings and you think you know comic these Mm -hmm. days you know a comic strip and a thing but you know that's what they called it and you know they just there was just a couple just a bunch of guys working on these cute little cartoon animated things that like I mean, no one had really like this was such a new thing, but it was also like just it was like it was this this small business that they just got their cartoons out in front of people, and it just kind of bloomed from there. Like I'll I'll use this example. Uh, I don't know how many people out there have been or are friends with Chauncey, um, <laughs> but like all his all the things that he's been teaching. Never heard with, of him. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, all the all the all the crazy things that, they, that they've been coming up with and i mean i don't understand half of what he's doing just because i'm like you go chauncey i don't know what this is but great and i'm just like you know he's kind of walt disneying it because he's i mean mm-hmm. I, I don't know i don't know what his and i very much feel like roy a good chunk of the time <laughs> 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 and he sure. knows it yeah (laughs) or you know anyone who's doing some kind of like project small business something like that that they think oh this is and i mean and i've got family members that have you know these things that they do like they have their day job but then they also do this other thing on the side which is like also paying the mortgage or or doing whatever but it's just when you have somebody who is just working on something that they really believe in and they love and also that you know they can make money at it's kind of it's kind of a brilliant thing to watch even if you're not the one doing it or you're just kind of an observer at the same time you know you know watching 
you know, you know, you'll you'll, you'll see documentaries or, or read stuff about Walt Disney, and you're just like, dang, like he was just doing something he loved to do and what he really believed in, and it's just blossomed into what it is today: the parks, the movies, the the shows. I mean, and, I mean, there's been people along the way to you know add to it, you know, for better or worse, depending mm-hmm. on your point of view. But just that he started something that is still like like right now we think of Disney and it's the big mega corporation that owns pretty much everything. But really, it was just a guy and his brother and a bunch of friends making little movies. <laughs> it's like it just kind of boggles my mind that that's where it all starts mm-hmm. and people just loved it. And, you know, you just, I don't know, it, it just, it's, it's just something really remarkable and something that I think only could have happened in the time and place and with, with the man that he was, mm-hmm. frankly, and nobody, I don't know, I don't know if there'll ever, if there'll ever be another Walt Disney, the you know a, a, an innovator. Like there's there's been people since then. Like you'll see like Jim Henson, Stan Lee, or mm-hmm. oh you know there there's there's a bunch of them that you know are in that 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 people will talk about in that same sort of way. But it always just kind of feels like Disney was the first. I don't think mm-hmm. he was historically speaking, but as far as our modern era, our generation, and and the ones around us. He he was the trailblazer. He made it what it, he made you know entertainment what it is today, and people have built on on those on those efforts. But mm-hmm. they, would, they wouldn't have been able to build on them if he didn't start it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the fact that Disney now owns you know a lot of those properties that you just mentioned oh, <laughs> is yes. not I mean, a coincidence. I, I don't think. That, that, well, that's where my brain was. I know there are others, but like off the top of my head, I'm like, oh yeah, because you know, there's there's the epic rap battle yeah. between Jim Henson and Stanley, and you're like, these are uh, these are odd choices to pair together. And then Walt Disney comes in, and he's like acting like the big mega, you know, t- the tyrannical thing. And I'm like, like there's know, no need to fight. I own you. Just yeah. You know. <laughs> although although I, I'm like, you know, that really didn't st- that really didn't happen till Michael Eisner. But whatever, you're making a point. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but there's nobody near me. I'm owning this battle. In fact, I own this whole series. So hop on my steamboat, boys. But don't run. I'll put a smile on your face and breathe in your pocket. You'll be safe and insured when you're under my employ. Now look at it. Gaze upon my empire of joy. You know. Like Walt was not a business guy, not in any. No, sense. that's why he had Roy. That that's yeah. why that's why we also we also give thanks for Roy. Yeah, you know you have the, you have the dreamers, but if you don't have the cash, the dream goes nowhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Forty-two years now. He's my big brother, and he's the one that uh, when I was a little fellow, I used to go to with uh, some of my wild ideas, and he'd either. Straight me out, put me out the right path, or something. Or if he didn't agree with me, I'd uh, I'd work on it for years until I got him to agree with me. 
Well, I must say that uh, we've had our uh, problems that way. That's been the proper balance that has been needed in our organization. And uh, he watches out for the financial side of it and the corporate side. And uh, in this project, though, I'd just like to say that uh, I didn't have to work very hard with him on this project. He was with me from the start. Now, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. Which we will we will get into <laughs> that as we get into the history here. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Chrissy, you kind of started it off, but I was going to, you know, kind of start this discussion instead of just jumping straight into like the history lesson, mm-hmm. because <laughs> Walt is so well known. So, you know, in theory, although you still get people that go to the Disney parks and, you know, there's yeah the, the statue at mm-hmm. every, uh, all of the, you know, the Magic Kingdom parks, there's the partner statue of Walt with Mickey in the middle of the hub. Mm-hmm. And there's still people that have the, there's still people that don't realize that Walt Disney, you know, the person whose name is literally on everything mm-hmm. was person that there are some people that think he's like just a a corporate made up kind of face to everything like 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 i don't know like uncle ben you know the rice or aunt jemima or something i can't say oh, like that, that he's, sanders, a, he's a ma- that sanders was a real person that, yeah that he's, a, that he's a mascot <laughs> yeah like he's a mascot yeah. or something i was like no the um, mascot is mickey <laughs> yeah yeah but well yeah i'm like i and I, i'm like i know what you're talking about because and it's weird because i think well when i was growing up we you know my parents i was the oldest so my parents were still kind of in that broke newlywed stage so we had a lot of vhs tapes that were that were real recordings of other things and we had a Mm -hmm. lot of the wonderful world of disney where walt is talking about the parks or you know or you know different things different topics i I just and i just kind of had him as that you know uncle walt's kind of character Mm -hmm. kind of person and i was like oh yeah walt disney you're 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 the guy like cool so i always had that vision of uh which I, i'm sure was what was what he was going for at the time but uh, that's that's interesting that people just think he's not he's like not a real person and i'm like okay how do you think all this stuff got here i mean corporate 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 uh quote-unquote genius can only go so far mm-hmm. like they don't mm-hmm. call it executive meddling for nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but my 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 kind of question uh-huh. um, to to kind of kickstart this this conversation was, what do you what do you know of Walt Disney, and what do you think you know? Because there's a lot of urban legends too, which I will yes. tell you right off the bat. No, he is not frozen. <laughs> Neither his oh, head I'm... nor the, his entire body. He is not buried underneath the castle somewhere. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> no matter how, no matter how many times people try to squash that rumor, it still persists. <laughs> uh, people would believe anything, honestly. Yeah, 
Yeah. So besides that, though, like I what read do you, it, I read what it do you know of 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 Walt or what do you think you know of Walt Disney? Because, uh, you know, me being me, I know quite a bit like my notes. I was writing stuff <laughs> down mostly just to get dates correct. But pretty much everything I've watched You're and probably- read, like, I know that I know that I know that I know that like I know <laughs> <laughs> pretty much everything. you're probably you're so. probably got stuff here that's like oh i'm gonna write the biography on on the man <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's already been done so oh i'm but. sure but it's like has it been done by you <laughs> well that's true i was gonna say there's tends to be more than one biography of somebody yeah, is- someone as prolific as him yeah well i've i've blathered on holly Brittany, you guys uh take the reins for a bit on this question well hmm i'm on the slot stop <laughs> um what do i know <laughs> the first thing i think was like the the dog story thing about like his mom i don't want to start that off yeah Oh, right. Well, I mean, he grew up in in Marceline, Missouri, which is about as, you know, about as small, one of the small town America as you can Mm -hmm. get at the time. Mm -hmm. Still Um, is. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, you know, he's, you know, he's basically just a, just kind of a, not really farm kid, but you know, lived out in the country for a, quite a while and just, you know, he, he got into art and just kind of ran with it. And I think his dad, like, really wasn't that fond of him, like, going off somewhere to, you know, he, he like, had a tree that he sat under and would, would draw and, and do all these things. And it kind of mm-hmm. ticked his dad off when he would do it because he's like, you got to come back and work and that isn't going to get you anywhere as happens a lot of the time in these sorts of stories especially for the time period um, yeah you know because at the time especially in you know the united states back then it was like you know the farm was how you supported yourself like you know if you were lucky maybe you know you had a store in town or or things like that but you know you didn't have time for anything that was artistic or and that was you know that was for rich people that had time and money to to waste on silly things like that and reading uh you needed you needed to be able to read the the books the the the, the account books to know you were not mm-hmm. screwed over but other than that pff, novels nah mm-hmm. definitely not pictures of any kind <laughs> so i do remember that part of the story mm. So not the general gist is you you guys like know the basics kind of. The basics, yeah. Yeah. Farm town boy from small town USA done good. Yes. Eventually. So yeah. Yeah, I mean that's 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 definitely the the, the TLDR one sentence synopsis. (laughs) If you're if you're gonna, you know, you're gonna pick up a a, you know a a documentary on like YouTube or, or hoopla or wherever that's about what you're gonna get or you know like a, a biography in yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay well 
Yeah, it, you, you, you've got the, the the general gist. So the foundation. let's uh let's uh let's expound upon that, and hopefully, y'all will learn a thing or two along the way. So sounds good. Sounds like you will learn actually quite a few things or two or twelve along the way. <laughs> so all right. So Walter at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh. No, we're kidding. Uh, so, uh, Walter Elias Disney uh, was born on December fifth, nineteen oh one, in Chicago. He was at the time child number four uh, and the youngest of four boys uh, to his parents Elias and Flora. Um, he has uh, had three older brothers uh, it, it, this is one of those things where people are like oh if they know about walt they know about roy because they know about the disney company there were two other walt uh you know walt disney brothers that just kind of went off and did their own thing <laughs> and i don't think a lot of people realized that walt had other brothers um so yeah his he actually had herbert who was the oldest raymond and then roy so roy was the next closest in age to walt um and then they had a fifth child a girl named ruth in 1903 uh so and i don't remember what happened to herbert i think raymond went on to work for the postal service and that's about all i know of raymond (laughs) so so yeah those other his, his two his other two brothers just kind of went off and did their own thing and you know if I'm sure they were well aware of what their little brother brothers really uh ended up doing um but they, they I guess they never tried to like cash in on the fact that they were Walt Disney's older brothers so because they're just they're they've just kind of gone off into obscurity um which you know is probably what they wanted to do Maybe. yeah it could know. be it could be a i mean i mean honestly you could i, I mean i looking kind of looking at it maybe from walt's perspective like i think he had a lot of people trying to you know screw him over anyway it would suck to have like your your family showing up and saying hey so by the way you're rich and famous now you want to give me you want to you know pass over a little something something mm-hmm. we're best friends right mm-hmm. you know forget about that time i i, I gave you a noogie and, and and yeah dubbed you into the pond or something yeah <laughs> so you know maybe yeah. and you know sometimes it's like you know people think oh rightly i think rightly so in a lot of ways you know Walt was this great visionary innovative man but i'm sure to his brothers he's just like oh he's just our kid brother yeah mm-hmm. yeah that is probably the case but there's not there's not really a whole lot out there of any sort of like interviews or anything from those other brothers so it's it's hard to know what they thought of each other yeah so um and then um in 1906 uh they moved to marceline missouri they moved to a farm uh because uh walt's uncle robert um had just purchased a bunch of land there and was willing to let the family you know kind of move move there um and yes marceline was 
farm country in the middle of nowhere, Missouri. It still is. Uh, (laughs) I know because I've been there now. (laughs) It has a few more tourists probably coming through. Yes, (laughs) yes, but it is still very much small town USA. And Marceline was a big chunk of the inspiration for what is Main Street at the the the, the Magic Kingdom, you know, Disney mm-hmm. Disney Parks. Um and you can totally see it uh mm-hmm. when you when you go to Marceline. Um the there is a, a museum there it is the Walt Disney Hometown Museum. And uh, like I said, I've been there now. I finally got to go. <laughs> after three years of trying planning a trip and having it canceled for myriad of reasons uh chauncey and i were finally able to make that pilgrimage you know <laughs> for any disney fan you kind of have to go uh you know it's one of those things you got to make the pilgrimage to marceline um so we finally get to go earlier this summer earlier in the year and it is it's beautiful uh but it is kind of out in the middle of nowhere uh so uh we had to uh we ended up staying at a hotel like an hour away (laughs) uh because there's not really a whole lot nearby they've got a hotel in town ish kind of uh but for other stuff in our itinerary it just made more sense to stay elsewhere Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so um but yeah the the museum is right next to the railroad tracks um which walt fell in love with uh that's where his love for trains developed um and they built um the well they didn't build it it's the the building is an old schoolhouse uh school building um and they they renovated it and actually they had to move it uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the building's actually been moved from where it was um and have turned it into this museum and um it's it's full of just amazing paraphernalia that you cannot see anywhere else um because actually once they moved from marceline i don't think i don't think walt really came went back to visit until I want to say it was in the 50s um so he didn't come back for a long time um and um but there's all sorts of of stuff there from um, Walt's visit when he finally got to go back um Chauncey and I both bought a lot of stuff at the gift shop uh oh i imagine Um, it is really cool because like you go to the museum and thankfully the the people that work there um are really knowledgeable of not just the museum but of marceline as a whole so you go to the museum first and then when you're done um you can talk to whoever's working at the at the at the front at the front desk and um the the gentleman that happened to be working when we we were there you know he pulls out the map um that they have the maps they have available and pointed out is like okay so disney fan obviously so you need to visit 
while you're in town, you can walk and visit this place and this place and this place and this place. Um, like there's the, uh, some of it is Walt related. Some of it's just kind of cute, small town America, fun stuff. Like there's a post office there, uh, an actual U.S. post office, but it's the only post office in the country named after a celebrity. Eh. Oh, cool. So it's the Walt Disney post office. All the others nice. are like post office, you know, branch mm-hmm. number whatever uh so right. yeah this is like the only post office that's named after a living person uh or a known you know person who was living um and then there's a a, a coke the they call it the coke wall um it's the side of a, a old brick building where there's this giant coke old-fashioned like you know era coke mural um that's really cool the fun photo opportunity um places where buildings used to exist but they don't now um there's the park um where they used to have a a version of the autopia from disneyland which is the small cars and when the autopia was uh removed they moved it to marceline but then the cars would start breaking down and they didn't really have the money to like fix them so they were like taking parts from other cars (laughs) to fix other cars and eventually you just got to the point where it's like "Ah!" uh so eventually they they just pulled the whole thing you can still see the the concrete uh pathway where the cars would drive um and eventually they're raising money to eventually rebuild it um and actually have money to keep it going so eventually in the future if you visit marceline the autopia will be something you can experience um but uh and it's right next to the railroad tracks and those railroad tracks are still active uh so yeah you'll be in the museum and all of a sudden you'll just be like you know (laughs) (laughs) choo-choo um and then um you can go you can visit the um there you know see the outside of the elementary school the walt disney elementary school which the i'll I'll put a link to my uh video my vacation video from the day we went to marceline in the show notes so you can you can see all this stuff because we we did all of it um and um so there's the walt disney elementary school um which the front of it is like the entryway is something out of like the mid-century like it's just like a time capsule the front of it it's really (laughs) cool um and then um you have to go to slightly out of town to where the disney family house still sits people live there (laughs) it's not someplace you could go and walk in they have put up a sign there is a sign and they have carved out uh like a small chunk of the like the yard where they put down like gravel so that people can pull off to the side take pictures uh so people aren't like just driving into the yard and and stuff so they've got a designated spot where you're allowed to pull over and take pictures but don't go knocking on the door because there are people that live there um which i find fascinating 
I know, right? You know, it's like, you know, who, but like, you know, if the Walt Disney family childhood home went up for sale, <laughs> like, did those people buy it because they're fans or it was just like, oh, you know, that's the house that has everything we need. And this is the area we don't want to live in. And like the fact that it's I, Disney, it means nothing to the purchase of the house. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to wonder if like, you guys know what this is, right? I mean, right. Yeah. Cause it, I kind of think the same way about the, uh, the uh, Waltz, the house that he lived in when he was first born in Chicago. It's not people know where it is because the the address is known you know it's not like you're Mm -hmm. like doxing anyone if you're like oh you know go to this house but it's not been like it's not registered as like a historic home or anything and the people that live there are like please don't you know you drive by and take a picture but that's about it (laughs) please don't bother us (laughs) that is so weird because like my great grandpa's house that they built in that little town it's on our it's on the state historic registry and it's like okay if you know yeah he was an an influential man you know in our local area and that is a really nice victorian era house that is still in really good condition but he wasn't walt disney guys <laughs> yeah like, mm-hmm. so like i i, I think the chicago house not, yeah the chicago I'm house good. i think people have tried to get it registered uh-huh. but i think the people that live there don't want it to be registered huh and I, I i don't know if like the homeowner has you know that much sway or what so but yeah there are fans that are like yeah this needs to be like registered as a historical place and it's just not happening so that's something else yeah mm-hmm. yeah so but yeah the house in in marceline is still there like i said you can you can pull off and and take pictures of there's a a a sign you know for people take selfies or whatever um in front of and um then right down the street like literally right down the street like like 200 feet down from the house um is actually it's a brand new uh when we visited um actual little parking lot um, so there's a designated place to park and then there's a path you walk um it's like a i don't know like a quarter mile half a mile um and you walk by where the old dreaming tree used to be so for the longest time that tree like that chrissy mentioned um was standing um and then unfortunately i don't know how many years it's been but it's been a few years um the tree was struck by lightning or something um it was uh, something weather related so the tree ended up falling down essentially um after all this time and um they were able to salvage some of the tree um so there is a piece of it that's been uh like shellacked or whatever Mm -hmm. that's on display inside the museum so you can see it and touch it and be like yeah um and they've planted a new tree um right near it that's Mm -hmm. obviously going to take a while to grow to get to the point where it's but it comes from a cutting i think from the original tree okay okay Uh, so they're called it's like the son of the dreaming tree (laughs) dreaming tree jr 
Yes. Yeah. Well, um, at least they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lightning then, strikes. You can't really do. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. happen. Mother Nature, unfortunately, just she could be a little biatch sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe maybe uh walt said something that she didn't like so she's like fine i'm gonna kill your tree yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so and then if you keep walking it opens up into this field um which uh is uh which i believe that the land is owned by the people that own the house um, but because it's far enough back from the house, they, they don't mind people being back there. But it opens up into this field where the barn uh, still stands. Um, so the barn that was that was on the farm is still is still standing. And uh, unfortunately, we did not have uh, any writing utensils on it, but they fully encourage people to uh, write uh you know you know messages on the the walls and the wood and you know inside and outside the barn uh <laughs> so just not on the windows uh because it won't stick <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah but yeah they're like no that's feel free to you know it's uh, this their giant like guest book uh, <laughs> is, is well uh, i i guess the barn. That many yeah as many people as would probably visit there they 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 need something that big yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so we were just kind of sad because we did not have anything to write with while Aww, we were there so. <laughs> I'm not prepared for it yep so uh um so yeah so there's a there's quite a bit to see in in marceline um and the museum does host uh events um throughout the year every year they have a uh fundraising gala they call the dreaming tree gala um where you know they go and they usually have like a guest speaker and uh fancy things and sometimes they'll have speakers come in and they'll show like there's a screening room so they can do like guest speakers or you know screen documentaries or stuff like that and book signings um so um that's that's really really cool and i'm so glad we got to go uh <laughs> finally so it worked out well because actually this year was the 20th anniversary of the museum uh so we got to visit during their hmm. 20th anniversary celebration oh. so nice yep but definitely a must do if you're a Disney fan. Like, you know, the, the parks are great, but yeah, you know, if if you want to go beyond the parks and you know, learn more about Walt and his family, then going to Marceline is a absolute must do. Stepping yeah, on my list yeah yeah and even kind of more than that it's like a time capsule almost of like a of that era yes of of america and, and the united states so it's like you know the you know something like the coke wall or 
mm-hmm. you know, the, the barn or the house. And like, it's, I don't know. I'm fascinated by, by those, those kinds of those, those pieces of history. And I'm like, oh, yes. I, I think I'd want to go for, for the Walt Disney stuff, but also for the sort of Americana. Yeah. The small time Americana type of, type of stuff. Cause I love, I, when I go to Disneyland, I love main street USA, but it's like, ah, it would be so cool to see the real thing that it's based on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. So. And you and you can see why it was so. Yeah. It it made a big impression on Walt. You know, because of the 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 time that he lived there. Because you know he lived there from when he was like four. Um, until uh, nineteen eleven. So he was about ten. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was a. Uh, that's like i said that's where he developed his love for trains and also started developing his love for art um Mm -hmm. uh, one of his uh neighbors who was a a doctor uh, who was retired uh paid walt to draw a picture of his horse of the doctor's (laughs) horse (laughs) and walt was like you'll pay me for my art (laughs) it's like this doesn't have to be just a hobby that i you know whatever yeah yeah uh because he he was just one into you know he you know started by copying like the cartoons from like the newspaper mm-hmm. um and uh at one point he and his sister ruth um decided to draw on the side of the house <laughs> with uh what was it with it wasn't paint i want to say it was like tar or something you know oh, i think no. that that sounds that sounds right because i remember yeah. this story. and they they, they thought that so they, much they thought that they would be able to draw and then just wipe it off and it didn't <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. yeah they got in trouble for that uh <laughs> so uh but uh yeah so <laughs> um uh yeah and then in 1911 they moved to Kansas City Missouri so a bit more uh less uh rural um where uh he met a, a fellow uh student in in elementary school and grammar school also named Walter <laughs> uh, who introduced him to the theater and cinema and motion pictures um so that was walt's introduction to vaudeville and uh movies at least what they had for movies in 1911 um still very much in the, in the early stages yes yep. that time so yeah um, so 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 thank you other walter because yeah hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so when when walt wasn't hanging out with walter uh going to go to the movies or wherever um unfortunately he and roy were kept very busy by their father who had purchased a newspaper delivery route and Roy and Walt were his paper boys. So they were getting up every morning at 4.30 to deliver the morning edition uh, 
of the newspaper. In this case, it was the Kansas City Star. Um, no, it was the Times. Kansas City Times was the morning edition. Um, and so they would have to deliver all of the papers in the morning before they went to school and then go to school. And then as soon as they were done with school, they would have to repeat the route to deliver the evening edition of the newspaper, what, which was the Kansas City Star lather rinse repeat five six days of the week i'm assuming um which walt suffered in school because he would keep falling asleep (laughs) poor kid Mm -hmm. uh and i mean and they had to do it all year long regardless of the weather uh so you know it could be blistering hot or they could be delivering, you know, newspapers uphill in the snow, both ways. Didn't matter. <laughs> so, yeah. which they did it for six years. The uh, the but the, still the news doesn't stop for the weather. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Unfortunately. So yeah, it, it's just uh, Elias and i don't know if this was uh you know how much of this was uh just a, a it, it was it know, was a apple not the... falling following you know falling far from the tree just the the business wired mind and not necessarily having a mind for business because elias you know would try but could just never really find something that he was like really good at business-wise that would make really good steady income for the family um because he i mean the farm didn't do so well when they were marceline the the newspaper route only did so much you know especially as the boys got older and really should be concentrating on the schoolwork um and uh he he invested in a jelly producing company (laughs) so but he was never really successful uh career-wise um obviously walt would do slightly better than his father but um as we've alluded to and we'll get to business was not necessarily his strong suit he was the creative person yeah um and well i wonder like you know with with roy and and i wonder if sometimes like watching you know your parents grandparents what they do sometimes you kind of glean from what they from from their mistakes and their and their successes quite honestly and just think okay this worked this did not so i'll do this leave that over there and then just kind of build on it as you go mm-hmm. so i mean who knows and and also you know at the time it was just sort of you know you you know you really you know you're you're up with the sun and and go down with the go 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 down for bed early and you know get all like work 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 all the time because that's if you didn't work you didn't eat basically mm-hmm. so i mean i can i can kind of see all of that like trying to figure out what what exactly but yeah 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 well and then you know we're talking about the uh early to mid 1900s at this point and there was you know kind of this thing called world war one 
yeah. that was going on <laughs> yeah. across the across the way in Europe. Uh, and uh, Roy had uh, joined and was serving. And Walt really wanted to join the army, but couldn't because he was too young. He was 15 at the time. And um, so uh, he uh, realized that um, the uh, Red Cross, you could join at 16, which he easily could do when he forged a copy of his birth certificate (laughs) (laughs) so he ended up joining the red cross as an ambulance driver um and uh ended up getting uh stationed overseas in france after the armistice (laughs) good job walt yeah well he didn't know the war would technically be over by the time he got anywhere that that is true and it's probably yeah but it's probably a good thing in the in the long run you know historically speaking that he didn't well yes yeah action because world war one i mean no no war is pretty but uh world war one was especially bad brutal Mm -hmm. yeah yes yeah yes absolutely yeah yeah (laughs) we could have lost walt disney before he was ever Mm -hmm. got a chance to become walt disney and we wouldn't have known any different right so yeah uh but it is kind of funny it's like yay i finally found a way to help with the cause going overseas and peace and it's over (laughs) I'll yeah. just come, like help mop up or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He still did uh, some some work driving ambulance, um, and it actually gave him a, an opportunity to work on his drawing even more. He would draw cartoons on the side of the ambulance because the ambulances then were just trucks with like canvas covers. Uh, so he would draw on the canvas and then you know draw little cartoons to help with like morale and make the other guys laugh and that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> so and they end up publishing some of his stuff in the army newspaper um <laughs> so he ended up coming back in 1919 um and got uh an apprenticeship with uh as an artist at the pessman rubin commercial art studio in kansas city where he drew uh commercial illustrations for advertising and catalogs and things like that um not that exciting but that is where he met a fellow by the name of ub iwerks and yes that really is his name yes when i saw <laughs> when i saw his name in in some of those early cartoons i'm like this has got to be made up and <laughs> no nope, yep. that's him there nope. he is that's yep. his name yep that was one of a uh, disney's very first collaborators we should yeah. say yeah 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 and and one of the people that stuck with walt even when things got really bad he he had like roy which you know roy's his brother so yeah, yeah there's kind of a <laughs> there's a connection there there's a connection there then you know it, it's an incentive to stick around and be supportive but ub was like the first person outside of the family 
that uh, really uh, was like, absolutely, Walt, I've got your back. Um, so, um, so he and Ub were working for this uh, commercial art studio, eventually got laid off. So they decided to start their own business. Um, did not last very long because they didn't get a lot of customers. Um, so Walt ended up leaving to go work for another ad company um, to make some more money. And um, at that place, uh, Ub actually ended up following him. Um, and, but that company was using uh, cutout animation to make their commercials. Um, and um, that drew Walt to the idea of animation, but he, and he ended up borrowing some books and a camera and started doing his own stuff on the side, experimenting. Um, and, but he decided that cell animation uh, was more promising than using paper cutouts, essentially. Uh, I think he was onto something. Um, maybe, maybe, I yeah. don't know. It probably shook out okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he couldn't convince the guy at the company he was working at to switch to cell animation. So he, Walt ended up opening another business with another guy from that, that same company, Fred Harmon, um, where they produce cartoons uh, for a local movie theater, um, it, which they called uh, Newman's Laughograms. And so they uh, established the Laughogram Studio in May of 1921, um, where they uh, were successful enough. They hired some more animator, uh, other animators, including of iWorks. Um, so, but they weren't making enough money to really keep them afloat. Um, and that's where Walt got the idea. And they started producing the Alice comedies, which is a combination of live action and animation. And I'm sure people have seen either short snippets or, or stills from it. There's a little yeah. girl named Virginia Davis played Alice. Um, and um, were good as far as quality, but... Um, they just weren't able to produce them fast enough for them to really save the studio. Yeah. So they ended up going bankrupt um, yeah. after a couple a shame, years. A shame because those Alice cartoons, I mean, you, you, if you ever get to see just even just p pieces of them, they were very much ahead of their time with what mm -hmm. they were doing. So, I mean, there's just... I mean, it's, it's just kind of like I look at those and I'm like, how in the world did you do that with the technology mm -hmm. you had at the time? And I mean, you you basically you see kind of a blueprint of, well, you know, Mary Poppins and, and stuff like that that'll come later. But it's just like first time first time I ever knew about the, the, the Alice cartoons, I was just like, holy cow, you guys are amazing. It's mm -hmm. just you know give you know taking everything into consideration it's mind-blowing that they even made as many as they did mm -hmm. yeah so while that company went under uh, unfortunately yeah um walt ended up moving to um hollywood um in the summer of 1923 
Um, although New York at the time was considered the center of the cartoon industry, he wanted to go to LA because that's where Roy was, because Roy was recovering from tuberculosis. Um, <laughs> so he wanted he wanted to be with his brother, and he was hoping maybe he could get into live action directing. Um, so while out in LA, he actually ended up getting in contact with a New York film distributor who needed a new series to distribute because she was losing the rights to um the ones she had uh so they ended up creating a contract for six alice comedies um with the option for two more series at six episodes each um so disney uh walt and his and his brother roy formed the disney brothers studio which would later become the walt disney company um in 1923 hence d23 the fan club the d23 expo um and the other d23 events that's where it comes from the disney company was officially formed in 1923 so yes doing the math the company is turning 100 years old in less than two years so like a year and a half (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's not a big and unfortunately, dealing with Disney was in these like last few years and coming up years. Yes. Kind of crazy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Disney company will be turning 100 in, in, in 2023. And um, that also will make it Mickey Mouse's 95th birthday because he'll be turning 100 in 2028. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, um so yeah so they've got the disney brothers studio um they persuaded their their star their alice star virginia uh her family to move to hollywood so they could continue the cart the alice comedies um and then the following year they convinced ub to move (laughs) to relocate (laughs) as well so um uh so they uh uh got to work on the the alice comedies um hired some more staff um for the the animation bits uh because all that stuff is hand-drawn um outside of like your typical like entertainment type roles um women were actually a big part of the workforce when it came to the cartoon industry because women you could hire women for a hell of a lot cheaper than you could men so that's why you hear a lot about in these days of the cartoon era not just disney but everywhere uh a lot of the inking and painting which had to be done by hand was a lot of women because they could get away with paying them a lot less <laughs> uh but well, and, and inking inking and painting was also kind of like well the drawing is already done and you just you know color it that color yeah or you know those kinds of things so you're like you weren't actually you know drawing it you were just filling in the the gaps yeah yeah it wasn't the hard work yeah <laughs> i'm doing air quotes uh oh uh but for walt it worked out well because it just so happens that the 
Disney Brothers Studio hired a bunch of women uh, to do their inking and painting. And one of those happened to be a gal named Lillian Bounds. <laughs> I know who where this is going. was hired in early 1925. And by July, she and Walt were married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was yep. a sweetheart. <laughs> yep. Yep. She didn't take crap from him. No. <laughs> it was part Which, of it. You know, you know, he need he needed someone like that for sure. Yes. You know, so, yep. you know, creative types, you just kind of they they need they need they need a special touch. Let's just say that. Yes. Yes. A lot of times I feel like Roy to Chauncey's Walt, and sometimes I feel like Lillian. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, I think that's what he anyway. needs. He needs a little of both. <laughs> so yes. it all works out. Yeah. Uh so and and yeah, they 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 loved each other very much. And uh, and obvious Lillian or Lily, um, as a lot of people call her even now, um was you know, not just the woman behind the man, but was an essential part to a lot of things um and then uh they uh they're during their marriage they had two kids uh diane uh who was born in 1933 um and then sharon who they adopted in 1936 because um, unfortunately lillian suffered several miscarriages mm-hmm. eventually they had diane after having Diane, the doctor told her, you really cannot get pregnant again. It's a, just a bad idea. Um, so they ended up adopting Sharon. Mm. Um, so. Uh, and of course, Walt loved his girls very, very oh, much. Yes. He Also he, will be important. Yes, <laughs> he doted on those two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Adorable. He was like, I mean, for all the topic, oh, he had so many things going on. He was so busy. He was in charge of so much stuff. He made time for those girls. And, mm-hmm. you know. He would take them to school. He would pick them up from school. They had like Saturday mornings was those- daddy's day. That was the time for Walt to hang out with his girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so. Um, so while Walt's family life at home was doing really well business-wise it was okay uh unfortunately things were about to crash and burn um the gal that they had had the contract for the alice comedies um her role in it um i don't know why her role ended up she ended up leaving like the agreement or whatever and everything got handed over to her husband uh charles mintz who um (laughs) uh, not nearly as good a guy (laughs) as as his wife was um so they did the alice comedies um until 1927 uh walt wanted to move on to something else mintz ended up requesting something different he wanted some new material um that they could distribute actually through universal pictures um so walt and ub created oswald the lucky rabbit (laughs) um, which ended up being very successful 
So in 1928, early 1928, when Walt went to Mr. Mintz to renegotiate the contract, uh, they found out uh, that actually Mintz owned all of intellectual property rights to Oswald. Mm. Walt and their company owned squat when it came to Oswald. Uh, also, also I, I had to look it up just, just as an aside. I don't know if this is true or not, but the 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 villain in Up is Charles Muntz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was on purpose. I would think so. But yeah, I was like... Yeah. It would not be the first time that the Disney <laughs> company has you know alluded to pe- real life people in yes in their in their i just works. i just find that funny like <laughs> I, like i knew i knew that they you know lost the rights to oswald because of shenanigans i didn't realize the guy's name was charles charles mince and i was like yeah oh, hold on but um uh, although the, the funny Let me see the funny what thing, you did there <laughs> yeah the funny thing about oswald which i i i crack up every time i think about it is you know years and years later um uh you know monday night football was moving over to espn which is owned by disney and they wanted to have um oh crap john madden and al why am i blanking on his name oh shoot i should know this anyway one of the announcers and i will yeah i can't remember hold on well now well because now now he's on like sunday night football so um yeah that guy that guy anyway he's the good one he's he's the one that's actually decent not not the obnoxious chicken neck guy um Mm -hmm. (laughs) al michaels holy crap al michaels yes yeah so al michaels he's he's the good one anyway so his contract was with espn for for monday night football but uh, but you know the Disney company was negotiating with NBC, who you know over the years they they're the ones who owned Oswald, did squat all with it, and they're all like, "Hey, we want we want Oswald back. Um, what are you going to give us to him?" They're like, "Can we have Al Michaels?" <laughs> so they traded Al Michaels' contract to be a commentator on Sunday Night Football for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think it's fair too. I just when I found out, out about it, I cracked up. I thought it was so uh, it's hilarious. It it really is. And it's like <laughs> so that's and now how they got Disney, Oswald back. And, that, and now that's they how can, Disney got Oswald back. <laughs> and and they, they they use him. They do. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he, they've got merchandise uh with him him on it he's a meetable character and yep. uh, they've, they've put him in some of the, some cartoons and he wasn't uh, he he i never got to see him when i was at disneyland last time I kept missing him and it made me sad uh <laughs> i well last time i went to disneyland we we built like little uh r2 like r2 unit droids little lego ones and i gave mine an oswald rabbit ear hat <laughs> Yep. Aww, I love it. Yeah, you can you can get the mouse ear hats with the mm-hmm. the Oswald ears. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh now they got him back. They're they making sure he's back. not just you know sitting in a closet somewhere. Yeah, because it's not like yes. Universal or NBC ever did Jack with him. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I just I I every time I hear about Oswald, I'm like <laughs> Al Michaels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think he even like wrote wrote a, an article or wrote in his biography. He's like, it's like I got traded for a rabbit. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Not just a rabbit, a cartoon rabbit. Yeah. Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> like this is not just a rabbit this is a very important rabbit important rabbit yes it's like you know how long they've been waiting to get that rabbit back (laughs) (laughs) i mean walt had like a nervous breakdown because oh i i'm sure because like like on the train back like was it he was like what am i gonna tell everybody yeah yeah they they he and he and lillian uh went to new york to try to talk some sense into into mr mintz um and just nothing was was coming of it so they're on the the train ride back from from new york to california and while it was like you know what am i gonna do this is you know (laughs) it's like once again i'm facing failure uh yeah we don't have how many times is this like he is like trying and tried and tried and tried and just and he, just when he gets stuff a keeps happening of, yeah stuff yeah. keeps happening yeah. charles mince keeps happening in one way yes. or <laughs> yeah yeah so it's on that train ride where you know to to you know kind of take his mind off things but at the same time i think to kind of help him like process everything he starts doodling and it's like well maybe i can come up with a new character you know if we can get one that says you know successful as oswald then maybe we won't have to completely fold um and uh he's like well i want to do another animal he's like well i did a rabbit what else could be you know kind of in the same idea where you know he can get into kooky situations and have lots of personality and you know do all sorts of things and he's like a mouse how about a mouse um so (laughs) He starts, he starts drawing and doodling and, you know, he's showing Lillian what he's come up with and she's like, oh yeah, that's real nice. And it's like, what are you going to call him? And he's like, Mortimer. And William, Lillian was like, uh, no, I don't like that name. <laughs> they, they do, they do end up using Mortimer Mouse at some point, but again, he's kind of. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Mortimer is not a nice guy. <laughs> No, he tries to schmooze Minnie. There's a hit on Minnie. Yes. Well, Lillian thought just the name Mortimer was like too grown up. Right. Yeah. For some, you know, for supposed to be a young, like, you know, snappy kind of Mm -hmm. happy go lucky kind of character. So she's the one that came up with Mickey. Yeah. Which Um, Mortimer just doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, um, so they get back and, uh, was like okay well I'll take your sketches and clean them up and come up with you know something here and um yeah so they uh came up with the design that would be easier to animate and um they created the uh the first appearance of mickey mouse and steamboat willie which walt ended up doing the voice for mickey mouse until 1947 in those early days, Walt Disney himself was the voice of Mickey Mouse. Now he's a tycoon at the center of a vast business empire. Mr. Disney, can you still make a noise like Mickey Mouse? Well, yes, uh-huh. But, uh, of course, I don't make many Mickey, uh, Mickey Mice films. <laughs> can you make that noise for us now? 
Well, uh, Mickey talks up like this, you know, kind of a falsetto. Of course, he's an old mouse now, and the falsetto <laughs> getting a little old, you know. Yeah, well, now, when Silly, you first dreamed up these characters, did you think of them as simply as comic animals, or were you concerned with them as human personalities? Well, no, I'd say human personalities uh, in the uh, body of a, of a cartoon animal. It was uh, just a way to uh, sort of uh, uh, crowd our way into with the competition, you know. Well, the competition of, of animated cartoons? Yes, but, uh, in those days I had Felix the Cat to, uh, to compete with, and... Uh, Oh, I can't remember all the others, but uh, you just had to get in there and you had to make them funnier or, uh, or better. Or I don't know what. So for almost 20 years, Walt was the voice of Mickey. Which I don't know if people realize that either. <laughs> you know, so. you, you hear like there, there are a few recordings of Walt in those those early days, like later, not so much. But you can kind of hear it in his in his voice. He's kind of got that. You know, if you, it's like if you just if he just pitches his voice a little bit higher, like, oh yeah, I can hear Mickey. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. Just he's know. got a, a Walt's voice is is something. It's interesting. Um, not so much his his like speaking voice, but Walt's laugh. And I don't know if this is a Midwest thing, because you know Missouri, I guess, is enough of the the Midwest for for it to make a difference but when walt laughs if you've ever heard him laugh his laugh sounds a lot like my dad's Hmm. (laughs) and my dad my dad i don't know if he's born and raised here in indiana but his his dad has i think roots in missouri so i don't know if it's a like a like a missouri thing or what you know like certain voices you're like you know like people from the up of michigan you know what they sound like yeah uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well it's like minnesota yeah 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 because yeah because missouri it's like it's southern but it's also kind of it's kind of that middle it's, it's that kind of nasally it, midwest yeah but it's still Midwest, but not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to call it, honestly. Yeah. I don't. I don't know either. But I was, I've yeah. always found that amusing whenever I've watched video of Walt Disney and he laughs, and I'm like, he sounds so much like my dad. <laughs> so, <laughs> and when my dad grows a mustache, he kind of looks like Walt too. Hmm, maybe your dad. Knows, maybe maybe your dad isn't telling you something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what happened to those other brothers again yeah really (laughs) let's investigate the family tree a little bit more yeah (laughs) Uh, now 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 it is worth mentioning it is worth mentioning let's see that plain crazy was released before steamboat willie but as a silent film right but it, it it didn't it wasn't as as big a success as Steamboat Willie, which that one was music and sound and and voice and things. Right, because because sound was becoming more commonplace. Yes, and Walt yes. was like, mm-hmm. oh, we could take advantage of this. Yes, and so and so you know then then later they re released Plain Crazy as with, with sound, which I, I remember because I, I remember seeing it on on videos like you know it was, it, and I remember the sound version. I I never saw. 
saw the the not sound version. I I doubt they ever released it on video, but yeah. So hmm. so so Mickey actually got kind of a preview start in playing crazy, but Steamboat Willie was kind of the real successful mm-hmm. one, which yeah. is why you see Steamboat Willie in their logos and all that stuff and everyone knows yeah. that and, and that's why mickey mouse's birthday is considered november 18th 1928 yes. uh mm-hmm. that's what they use for most of the the classic disney characters is their birthdays or whenever their like first appearance official parent appearance is is what disney considers their birthday so yeah him and minnie yep they were in they were in there together yeah 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 so and thankfully when they said when they uh uh signed up with a a distributor this time they made sure that they kept the rights to everything yes they learned (laughs) and walt learned really quickly that you could make a lot of money if you have the rights to characters and merchandising what is this place? What is it that you do here? Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. <laughs> Come, walk this way. Take a look. We put the picture's name on everything. Merchandising, merchandising. Where the real money from the movie is made. Spaceballs, the T-shirt. Space Falls the coloring book. Space Falls the lunchbox. Space Falls the breakfast cereal. Space Falls the flamethrower. The kids love this one. Last but not least, Space Falls the doll. Me. May the Schwartz be with you. Adorable. Mickey Mouse, yes. the flamethrower. The kids exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because how much time did it take before, like, Mickey Mouse watches and those kind of mm-hmm. that, that stuff wasn't... Not yeah. long. And they have a lot of the, the uh, that stuff on display uh, both at the Museum in Marceline and the Museum in San Francisco. So there's the Walt Disney Hometown Museum in marceline which covers i mean it it covers all of walt's life but mostly you know marceline and the early days um and then up to his return to marceline and like all the events that they had like they had parade and all these things uh you know like walt disney returns that sort of thing um the creation of disneyland um but then there's the walt disney family museum that's in san francisco that was founded by diane uh uh, years ago she's passed on since then um but diane disney miller because she got married uh so but diane walt's uh daughter oldest daughter um founded the family museum that is in san francisco which i've also been to uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which <laughs> cannot find my video for it it should be on my youtube channel i don't i, I gotta go digging because huh. it should be there and i cannot find it i'm not seeing it i'm like 
because it's all chronological. I'm like, I know when I was there and I'm not seeing the vacation video uh, from hopefully, it. So. Hopefully YouTube is pulling some shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, YouTube. I mean, being, look and see if maybe um, it ended up unlisted or something i don't know uh, although i'm logged in as me you'd think i would be able to see everything yeah you should uh, <laughs> so yeah. i don't know yeah. listed or not yeah Weird. so that's the makes me off if i can find it i will i will post it i'll put a link to it in the show notes uh if not i'm gonna have to go digging through some hard drives and maybe upload it if i can figure out which hard drive it's on uh uh that's always that's always a pain yeah hopefully, hopefully it turns up but. yeah well when you go on as many vacations as i do you you, you fill up fill up hard drives uh <laughs> <laughs> although i don't really actually have a whole lot of video from the museum because you're not allowed to film you can take pictures mm-hmm. but you're not supposed to film once you get into the main part of it but i've got video from like when we first get there and walk in and the gift shop and stuff like that so um oh. but yeah it is huge uh compared to the one in, in marceline and covers a lot more in depth um from walt's you know birth to his his passing um but that's where like all like the big you know um models of like all of disneyland are on display <laughs> and you know like you know full size you know uh vehicles from various right you know attractions mm-hmm. and all, uh, all sorts of stuff so because it can't you know diane was the one who made it so she had access yeah. to all that stuff <laughs> so oh yeah um but again one of those things that you know if you're a disney fan and you really want to get into the weeds of the history of the man and everything you need to go to san francisco and visit that museum and so if you go on a day where good. it's where San Francisco, if you go, it happened to go on the one day where San Francisco is not covered in fog. Uh, <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, you can see Alcatraz off in the distance. <laughs> oh, it's right near the Golden Gate Bridge, part of the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, so, hope y'all were taking notes if you're planning a vacation of any kind where you want to do Disney but not the actual parks or something. Yes. Yeah, it, it's been it's been going to these places has been a great way because Chauncey and I always try to do something with a Disney connection once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but we because we can't always get to the Disney parks um, either, you know, because of the pandemic or just the timing's not right or you know, uh, you know, if we're going on like a cruise that year, we're not also going to go to the Disney parks, so. <laughs> uh so yeah being able to go to like marceline is a great alternative you know when we did the the museum in san francisco we were in san francisco for chauncey's work Mm. and uh he had to go there for work and i just got to tag along but we were there over my birthday and so the one day chauncey had free um i was like that's what i want to (laughs) do so because uh, it's my birthday we went the day before my birthday uh, but we were the trip coincided with my birthday so that's what i got to do for my birthday that year was to go to, go to that museum so and i cried i cried at the same time mm-hmm. you get to the end and it's talking about walt's death and everything <laughs> so we'll get to that though <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, Mickey Mouse, great idea. <laughs> you go, Glen Coco. Uh, <laughs> and kind of from there, Walt, you know, just the company as a whole just kind of took off with not just the Mickey Mouse cartoons, but uh, you know, like the Silly Symphonies cartoons, so like Flowers and Trees, and the Three Little Pigs, and um, you know, by then in, in 29, the Academy Awards had started, there was not a, because they didn't exist yet, there wasn't a feature-length animated category, but there was a short, cartoon short uh, category, and Walt you know disney would like win like every year for the longest time so that's why walt i believe still is a record holder for most academy award wins for a single person um and a lot of that comes from those cartoon shorts in the early days of the academy awards um so uh and then of course you know they get into the early 30s and technology uh kind of is evolving you know Walt's pushing his his staff uh now that he's rebuilt because unfortunately when he lost Oswald he also lost most of his staff because Mr. Mintz on top of having owning the IP for Oswald managed to convince pretty much everyone working for Walt that they should work for him except for Ub good job Ub Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Thankfully, mm-hmm. Ub stayed. <laughs> but pretty much the rest of the staff was all like, how much are you going to pay me? Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, and given given the time period, well, okay, the Depression hadn't started yet. And it's not like anyone really knew. Or, But, you know, I, I'm sure at the time it was like, I need a job. I need to be paid. And you got you got this guy's stuff, so yeah we're going over here mm-hmm. but now yep. now now charles mintz is charles Muntz. so mm-hmm. <laughs> so who's laughing now chuck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and oswald's back in the fold so yes yep yeah like you said they had him for how long and didn't do diddly squat with him so. i know it's like it's just, it's just kind of funny like all these companies like we have this property okay what are you gonna do with it i don't know it's sitting on the shelf somewhere mm-hmm. yeah like um yep but yep. anyway so, so yeah so early by 1934 they were doing really well but walt wanted to push the envelope even further and oh, yes. was like how about a feature length cartoon and people went oh you're what? a dum-dum right now <laughs> yeah. yeah you're gonna lose your shirt say goodbye <laughs> to everything right. you worked for say goodbye mm-hmm. to hollywood mm-hmm. how long was snow white in production world i actually started to uh planned the picture about 1935 and I fooled around with it uh, trying to get a hold of a story and things for a couple of years and finally it began to gel then I uh, went to work on it I finished it the fall of 1938 
I didn't know what I had or what would happen or anything. We had the, the family fortune. We had everything wrapped up in Snow White. In fact, the, the banker, I think, was losing more sleep than I was. And fortunately, they though we put it in, premiered it, and everything else. Why everything was was fine. The banker was happy. Yeah, and, and you know, and it very nearly did because Walt yeah. is such a perfectionist. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I mean, looking at the finished product, even full now, color mm-hmm. sound took four years to produce, went three times over budget. Yeah, it's yeah. It's they, like, I mean, Walt was like he sent his he took he sent his animators to take courses at an art institute to up their skills. They brought live animals into the studio and and uh, real life people uh, for yeah. the animators to reference so that the movements would be realistic. They developed a multiplane camera. Tell us, Walt, what are the principal technical advances in the animated cartoon since the time of Fantasia? Better drawing. Uh, the first thing I did when I got a little money to experiment, I uh, put all my artists back in school. We, uh, uh, the art schools that existed then didn't quite have enough uh, for what we needed, so we set up our own art school. Well, you were inventing a new art anyway. Well, yes, but we were just going a little bit beyond what they were getting in the art school, where they work with the static figure. Now, we were dealing in, in motion, movement, and the flow of movement, the flow of things, you know, action, reaction, all of that. So we had to set up our own school. And out of that school had come the, the artists that uh, now make up my staff here, and more than that, the artists that make up all of the, most all of the cartoon outfits in Hollywood, uh-huh. where, directly or indirectly, out of my school. So that would allow them to create the illusion of depth, um, which that camera is on display in San Francisco, the museum. Um, Yeah. And um, yeah. So all of that to make Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yeah. It's so so interesting because there was a documentary I saw I, and I, a, a long time ago and I don't even remember where it was or what it's called and I kind of feel bad because it was really well done but and, and may, maybe it was on the Snow White DVD I don't I don't remember but I just like you know watching it and hearing the story of how like like how how many like how, you know how over budget and how intense it was and how Walt was just like no it's got to be better got to be better and like no 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 you got to get this done otherwise and it's like I don't and I, like the whole time I'm listening to this, I'm like, and I I know, and I've seen Snow White. I've you know I I know that the movie gets made, and I know it's like the greatest thing ever. But I'm just sitting there going like, oh gosh, Walt, just just release the picture for heaven's sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like you you got it, it's fine. Like you're, you're you're gonna you're gonna lose your shirt. You're gonna be you're gonna be broke. Just just do it. It's like very anxiety inducing to hear this story yeah just how much he was like pushing and pushing and pushing for it to be this great and marvelous wonderful thing and you know roy's over there you know sweating it sweating it and cutting the checks and looking at the at the bank account going uh what are we doing Mm -hmm. and and you know 
it, and even now, like, I'll watch it, and, you know, I've seen so many Disney movies, current, older ones, and everything in between. Snow White just has this look to it that is so different mm-hmm. than every other Disney movie. Even, like, even ones like, you know, Pinocchio or... or some of those others that were that were Bambi that were made closer to it because I don't know it's like that it's it's like got some of that silly symphony Mickey Mouse look to it but it's but it's a little more classed up I guess I don't know what mm-hmm. to call it or it's a little more like more fine art than it, than it is cartoon and it's just it's such a piece of work and it's such it's so unique in what it is and like even now, I just think I, I look at it and like you know I've seen a gazillion animated movies, good, bad, and different. Snow White is beautiful, and it holds up. But it is still like this. It's still it's part of it. It's 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 of its time, but it's also just timeless. Which sounds so corny and cliche, but I can't think of anything else to call it. And it definitely. You know, you definitely see where, where, and how, and why it has become a classic, and not because you know the the corporate um, machine says, "Oh, this is a big Disney classic." No, it's a cinema classic. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then you then you hear the then you hear the stories of how it got made, and basically that that version of production hell, and it's like, yeah, it was worth it, totally worth it. I could gush about it, but oh yeah, I go yeah. on other things. But oh, it's like Walt, you knew what you were doing, and you know it, it, he's still going to run into problems and still going to run into the hiccups. But you know, Snow White was it was it was genius, absolute freaking genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Of all those people that are like, you know, we're convinced that this was like the biggest mistake. Well, eh, they showed them because it ended up mm-hmm. uh, being the most successful motion picture of 1938. And by May 1939, it had made $6.5 million, which in that time was a lot of money. Considering was it's the most the- successful sound film to that point. Considering it was the Depression and like everyone was broke, mm-hmm. that's huge. Like you, like people yeah. just did not have the money to go to the movies, but they did because everything sucked. And yeah. hey, let's you know, let's go, let's go watch this this fairy tale, you know, this this gorgeous, amazing fairy tale that, and we can get lost in it for you know an hour or however yeah. long it is. So there you go, movie magic. Yeah exactly and if you go back and listen to would be episode 11 of gold standards because <laughs> you have to go all the way back <laughs> to the 11th academy awards for that particular year um i think we were all in agreement i think um that um uh, as as much as we enjoyed you can't take it with you Snow White and the Seven Dwarves really probably should have won Best Picture that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it didn't even it didn't even technically win anything, but it was given a honorary Academy Award. Which, yeah, if you've seen was... the picture and or clip of Walt with 
um, Shirley Temple, where it's the full size Oscar and then seven miniature ones. Oh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I love that oh, picture. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Although, although I can understand why Walt was a little bit sore about I didn't win anything other than you know the mm-hmm. the, the honorary one. It's like, come yeah, on, guys. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he does a good job in the in the clip, you know, which yeah. could, uh, probably because Shirley Temple's standing right there, and he's like, and oh, well, yeah, I can't, I can't show how I really feel to this little kid, even though she is a star, because she's like, you know, mm-hmm. she's oh, like, well, isn't it's... it beautiful, Mister Disney? He's all like, oh, I think I might burst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so proud of. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, yeah. It's like it's like on like the AFI one of those lists, isn't it? It yes, it is on the list of of top one hundred movies of all time. Yes, so there you go. Yeah, I I kind of feel like the Oscars are they're 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 sort of a flash in the pan thing. Like oh hey, you got your you got your award for right now, and then they're forgotten. Yeah, but you know, you know, but you know these these like legacy things they they hold on. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah. Seven Dwarfs ranked thirty fourth on AFI's hundred years yep yep and and the 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 full-size oscar with the seven miniature ones mm-hmm. i don't know where they're on display now they were on display at uh the, the hollywood studios in florida inside the animation building um for the longest time they had a section of uh cells and stuff throughout the years um and then they had this it was round it was a round display case and then they had the big statue up the the full-size oscar and then the seven ones surrounding it um and then there's a gift shop where you can buy like prints of (laughs) of of, you know animation cells and scenes and stuff um and then the those oscars were taken out of the display so that they could loan them to the production of saving mr banks oh wow so they could use them as a as a prop i'm presuming on display in walt's office for like the one scene that we have tom hanks in his office uh presuming that's where they are it never occurred to me to actually look and see where they appear in the movie (laughs) i'm assuming that's where they're supposed to be um and um so one of the last times i was there the case was still there but there was a sign saying you know they've temporarily been put on loan uh and but I know they've changed that building since then. So, and I have not been back since 2017. So I don't know if they're still on display there, if they're over at one man's dream, maybe. Not sure exactly where they are now, if you wanted to see them in person. So, well, hopefully, hopefully the Disney company knows where they are. (laughs) I'm sure they probably do. (laughs) I would hope. Although you would be surprised considering a janitor found the snow globe for mary poppins in the trash ah wow from the feed the birds uh Uh, yeah yeah somehow it ended up in in the trash and the janitor found it and was like um i don't think this is supposed to be in the trash so like uh, yeah y'all want this back yeah (laughs) so let's hope the disney company knows where the, the snow white and the seven statues are uh 
<laughs> yeah, because because the whole time you're telling the story, I'm like, please tell me they didn't lose that. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. don't know where they are. <laughs> okay, okay. You lost them, but they probably didn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that would have been like in the news. You would think. That'd be quite I am heist. sure that they are fully aware of where they are and they are probably uh, on display somewhere in one of the theme parks. I've just it's been a while <laughs> since I've been there, so I don't have visual confirmation. Okay. I'm also kind of I'm also kind of ribbing you a bit. Yes, I know. <laughs> Next time I go back, I will look and let you know. Okay. Awesome. Appreciate it. <laughs> I don't think I'll yes. be anyway so yeah so snow white big you know thumbs up to from walt to everybody else because i don't yeah because i'm sure Go he's team. nicer than i would be and be like ha ha middle finger to all you all you haters mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh he he probably did his fair share of that i'm sure yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not uh, in the public eye yeah so they're like hey this whole feature length animation movie uh kind of works let's do some more so they start working on things like pinocchio and fantasia which don't do quite as well um and then world war ii started so that just kind of put the kibosh on everything because you know a lot of the men ended up getting drafted and yeah you know sent off to war and the um, resources just weren't there because right we yeah. like the, of the u.s government kind of like came to to walt and be like hey whatever you're working on pause it um because we want you to make stuff for us for uh the office of the coordinator of inter-american affairs in in association with the national labor relations board <laughs> basically that's a fancy word for saying he's working for uncle sam now yeah mm-hmm. well there was an animator strike too which is where uh, the labor uh, relations reboard comes in with it but then yeah the office of the coordinator of inter-american affairs came um and said will you make some cartoons that uh make us seem more friendly uh although there's some also some kind of military propaganda like there's one with like donald duck dropping bombs on nazis i think uh well okay there there is one and people like give this one a lot of grief and it's not okay so let me back up there is a set it's like the walt disney treasury or something and it's like you know disney at war or something like that we bought it when we were at disney world or not disney disneyland and I'd never seen these before, but they're uh, apparently like it's, it's like in a steel case and everything. There is a cartoon where where Donald Duck dreams he is living in Nazi Germany, and he like has to you know say Heil Hitler and all and all these things, and people like freak out like oh my gosh Donald Duck was a Nazi. It's like no, it was a nightmare he was having. It's like come on guys. Mm-hmm. So like at the end he's like you know grateful to be in America and he doesn't have to you know salute Hitler and, and build bombs for. For, for for the nazi military regime so it's like it's actually kind of in that state it, it's basically it's a donald duck cartoon for the world war ii era it mm-hmm. is of its time and it actually has done very well 
as far as you know and maybe like to modern sensibilities they go like oh why are you so patriotic or whatever i'm like come on it was for it was for the time and you know disney was very proud american he was very happy to to you know serve in any way he could and and this was you know what he could do and you know there's a lot of different um a lot of a lot of different cartoons like talking about nazism and you know it is it is very it is very propaganda and it is kind of overblown but you know wartime that just that's what that's kind of how it is and mm-hmm. you know it's not something we do now but at the same time we're not fighting the nazis and we're not fighting the japanese and mm-hmm. all those kinds of things but it's if so i mean and i i love that set i kind of need to find it again i'm sure it's at my parents house somewhere but i loved watching all those cartoons and just kind of seeing because i'm i'm kind of a history nut anyway and world war ii is just sort of the quintessential everybody covers it and everybody ought to know about it and there's mm-hmm, lots yeah. of stuff about it but they're done very well and it's it's just it's a fascinating piece of history to, to look at and watch and just kind of get it get a glimpse of like what was going it through the mindset of you know of, of people at that at that time mm-hmm. so yeah you know, and like when you're when you're sending your 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 fathers your brothers your uncles and husbands to war and you know what are you thinking like what are they going through what is you know what if they what if they lose what if all these other things happen what if what if what if it's it, it's a it's a reflection of of the psyche of of the american public at the time so i don't know it's like just people get so grumpy about those and i'm like come on guys it's just it's it's it is what it is Mm -hmm. appreciate it for what for what it's doing yeah for what it was Mm -hmm. meant to do but i think i i you can you can see some of the uh um that stuff uh on uh, some of the the things that the the they designed um and uh some of the stuff that just other people did like the you know because the, the pilots would like to draw like cartoons on the sides of their bombers and stuff yes. um you can see some of that stuff on display if you go to the um air museum in uh Ohio. I can't remember what city in Ohio. I want to say Columbus. I don't know if that's right though. I was just there too, <laughs> like two years ago, <laughs> last year, something like that. I don't remember. I've slept since then. Anyway, there's an air museum in Ohio that covers like the history of aviation, and of course uh, that covers the World Wars, um, and in the World War II section there is a a display of disney's involvement with the war effort um and there's like a wax figure a walt and a whole bunch of stuff and there's like bomber jackets with patches that have different disney characters on them and stuff which i did not know that that was going to be there when we went there so that was really cool it's like oh unexpected disney you know connected vacation thing so yay (laughs) there you go um uh so that's that was cool um and uh yeah so they uh the inter-american affairs um uh convince walt to take a goodwill trip to south america 
Um, and um, during that time, they uh, created uh, some shorts, um, including some, I think they did some live action, like nature type things. Um, but I believe that's also where the three caballeros came from. Uh, yeah. was that that trip to south america so um so yeah um and then um after the war um they uh realized they were not in the best place financially um Big between surprise. yeah because the military paid them but just enough to cover the costs of what they were making for the military yeah. <laughs> uh bambi didn't do as well as they would have liked in the box office um and um so like they done dumbo during that time which um got positive reaction but um it was released right it was released in october of 1941 so like two months later pearl harbor would be bombed uh yeah that was uh, bad timing yeah um yeah so uh so roy um convinced walt uh that they should do uh maybe some more live action or combined stuff instead of just pure animation um so they started doing a bunch of live action nature films which are the true life adventures um which they ended up uh winning uh the academy award for best short subject uh like documentary mm-hmm. before i think they used the term documentary uh with seal island <laughs> <laughs> um so uh so yeah they eventually were able to get uh they were able to make money from the doing more of the live action stuff um and um it, during the late 40s that's when walt moved to his family moved to their home in Holmby Hills in Los Angeles, and that's where they he built the uh, scale railroad in his backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And which he named the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad uh, because they were on Carrollwood Drive, Um, and it had a working steam engine uh, that was built by Roger Brogy, who was an engineer working at Disney Studios, and Walt named it the Lily Bell after his wife Mm -hmm. uh so um but by early 1950 they decided to get back into animated features so they did cinderella um, which actually did well uh it cost 2.2 million dollars to create but it earned nearly 8 million dollars in its first year so that was good and at the same time they're still doing live action features like treasure island um so and then of course other uh animated features like alice and wonderland peter pan um at this point walt was not really that involved in the animation department he left uh uh 
a lot of that up to his key men or key animators who were known as the nine old men um so uh during this time since walt wasn't as heavily involved in animation he would still be there for like meetings but he was really concentrating his energy on on other things and it was during this time that he gets the idea for disneyland um where he had the idea of building some sort of park um he would go to griffith park uh with his daughters um but he would uh the stuff there like the like the carousel um was really intended for the kids like all the stuff there like the playground Mm -hmm. equipment was really intended for the kids and he would just sit on the park bench and watch his girls run around and play and he was like wouldn't it be a great part great play you know a great idea if there was some place clean and safe where parents and children could enjoy stuff together um because at this point there were like places like tavoli gardens in denmark um i think coney island is a thing at this point um but that's like thrill rides you know early roller coasters that sort of thing and waltson walt wanted something that was really family friendly so you know parents and kids of all ages could enjoy it um and um he uh, so he got zoning permission to build a theme park in Burbank in 1952. Near the studios, too, it was too small. They find another larger plot in Anaheim, uh, 35 miles south of the studio that they purchased. Um, they formed Wed Enterprises, which is now Walt Disney Imagineering. And um, that's where we get the Imagineers. And with a lot of wheeling and dealing mostly on roy's behalf (laughs) with various banks (laughs) and abc um they were able to work on building disneyland and then walt could use the tv program the wonderful world of disney to help build up the hype and make some more revenue for it um and then you know obviously disneyland opened july 1955 to all who come to this happy place welcome disneyland is your land here age relives fond memories of the past and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future disneyland is dedicated to the ideals the dreams and the hard facts that have created america with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. The opening, kind of a disaster. <laughs> but no one noticed. But yeah, no one, <laughs> nobody cared, really. Or no one really cared. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously, it was kind of successful. Uh, so. Uh, now, I, I, gotta, I gotta say this, because, you know, we're all growing up, I, you know, my, my mom had gone to Disneyland when she was in college and she's like, oh, you know, she always wanted to take her kids. And my dad is just not, he's not really a vacation type of person. You know, it's like, there's too much work to do and all this stuff. Well, like when I was, I, I finished my sophomore year of college and my mom was like, we are going to Disneyland. Your dad can come if he wants. Dad did come, <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, and, and he was like, you know, 
and what what he because you know we have a there's a little amusement park in in utah that we we would go to and but it was always like you know the kids ride the rides and the parents you know are just kind of watching them and it's you know not i mean there there are some like bigger rides like for for grown-ups but it's like yeah what do you do with your kids well what what really impressed my dad was that we could all go on the rides together like even the ones that like are, are for kids like there's not a size limit or anything like like like, like the peter pan ride or or mr toads or, or even you know little, uh, it's a small world it's not like oh you're too big you can't go on this or anything so it was like and, and my dad's like i thought this was gonna be like you know, like Lagoon, which is the, the the theme park that's here in Utah. Like I thought it was gonna be this be like that, but no, it's nothing like this. I want to come back to Disneyland, uh, and he hasn't since then. But it was just kind of funny that's like that, like like that whole idea that that, that Walt had was like you know want something that the whole family can enjoy together. Mm-hmm. And we're when like my mom kept telling my dad like no, I kept telling you it's different. This is what this is what it is, and he was just like ah no whatever. But <laughs> it's just so like like that story about walt and his girls like that you know and then when we went as a family it just kind of hit home that it's like dad this was what it was this is what disneyland was designed to be this is like like something the family can enjoy all together and you know by then obviously you know we had star wars and all that stuff and he loved the star wars like the star tours thing but yeah it was just i I love that story about about walt uh watching his girls on the carousel and just being like ah wasn't it wouldn't it be great if <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's sort of so so that that's sort of my uh my story about disneyland it's like dad just thought it was gonna be just like any other theme park we were like no that's not it <laughs> now it makes me laugh but at the time we were kind of exasperated about it <laughs> so anyway mm-hmm. anyway disneyland it's awesome yes Go see it. Yeah, I want to go back. I want to take my kids. I was watching somebody live stream from uh, Avengers Campus last night on TikTok, and I'm like, "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) my 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 littles need to be a little bit older for it because I don't think they'd appreciate it right now. You'd be surprised. Alex might a little bit. That's a discussion for another podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. It is. Uh, Moving on. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. So Disneyland, pretty good. Uh, uh, twenty thousand visitors a day by the end of its first year. It had three point six million guests. I call that a success. Um, so, uh, and and thankfully, the the park was actually making enough money that it, they could feed that money back into the studio. Uh, so they were able to do just not just movies and like the Disneyland or you know the World of Disney TV show, but actually like other TV related things like a Davy Crockett miniseries and. You know, also and do things at like the world's fair and things like that um so uh and of course more feature length movies both animated and live action so lady in the tramp sleepy beauty 101 dalmatians 
Um, and of course, 64, we got Mary Poppins, which was kind of like, you know, what the Alice comedies mm-hmm. is the predecessor for yep. uh, combining live action with animation as much as P.L. Travers may have cringed at the idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm still surprised that the, they the, that they made that saving mr banks had admitted as much as they did in that yeah. movie yeah. Like, oh. well i mean they've got so much like audio of uh-huh. her complaining <laughs> about things yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it's like they got the receipts uh, <laughs> oh. uh which oh, i love mary Poppins. yes same um, ugh. It is it's 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 a good one it should have won best picture that year (laughs) so um yeah they did four exhibits at the 64 new york world's fair um which at this point they'd figured out that getting corporate sponsors for specific attractions was a great business idea um so uh like pepsi (laughs) uh who they wanted to build a tribute to unicef which is where it's a small world came from um great moments with mr lincoln which at the time was one of their most advanced audio animatronics um at this point abraham you know the animatronic of abraham lincoln which they figured out um early on that the uh uh, lubrication fluid that they used inside it should not be colored red just in case it springs a leak oh gosh. oh no because then it kind of looked like they were doing uh, the assassination there. of mr lincoln that's <laughs> so. mm. <Let's> not <laughs> yeah yikes that escalated quickly yeah yeah <laughs> um i'm all for uh, family friendly but yeah i mean sure that actually happened in history but uh, we don't need to show it yeah (laughs) and we'll just talk about it and not (laughs) yeah 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 um and then um they walt toyed with the idea of maybe developing a ski resort um in uh mineral king which is in uh sierra nevada area of california um but um realized that building another theme park in another somewhere else the united states that preferably had weather that was decent mo you know all year long (laughs) would be more appropriate (laughs) and that's where they got the idea to go to florida and build walt disney world which we have gone into the history of that quite extensively right quite recently so you can go listen to that episode um and um and then of course in uh 1966 um november early november of 1966 walt was diagnosed with lung cancer um he had been a heavy smoker since his time serving in world war one um he didn't he is he didn't smoke filtered cigarettes which i don't even know if they were really a thing early on um 
and I think one of his daughters ended up convincing him to switch to filtered cigarettes. Um, he also smoked a pipe when he was younger. Um, so yeah, he was diagnosed with lung cancer and, uh, received some treatment. Um, he, uh, was taken to the hospital, um, in, uh, November 30th of 1966, um, and, um, died on December 15th, 1966. So yeah, we just, yesterday was the 120th anniversary of Walt's birth. Um, and then coming up nine days from now, as we're recording, this will be the, let me do the math, 55th anniversary of Walt's passing. Um, so yeah, he died 10 days after his 65th birthday. Um, so the cancer just ravaged his body and he ended up having essentially a heart attack Yeah, um, that ended up killing him um, and then he was cremated and his ashes are interred at the Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale, California So and so is Lillian she's buried there too uh, so. so I mean 65 like it kind of floors me again like mm-hmm. 65 is not that old, all things considered. No, no it's not. Just how much he was able to accomplish and what he left behind. I mean, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, the Disney Renaissance and how much, you know, Walt's passing kind of affected the company. And mm-hmm. the, Yeah, and we talked about how the, the company kind of floundered there. Because they really didn't have a direction. For the next it was, decade or yeah. so until yeah. Michael Eisner came along. Yeah, Yeah, like at one point, you know, it was going to be bought out by somebody else, which is funny now, but you know, (laughs) just, just all the things that he wanted to do. And it's just like, he never seemed to just stop and enjoy it. He's like, okay, we're done with this. Now we go on to the next thing, which, you know, some people, I mean, I I get exhausted just thinking about it, but he did it and he changed so many things in entertainment, in recreation in art in you know even science mm-hmm. and j- just for having mm-hmm. ideas and then you know he he had people that would work on these things with him and for him and you know there's not there's not a lot of people in history who were you can point to that were that were like that that made such an impact on an entire country even like you know it's you know now now nowadays it's like you know disney is just sort of the american you know you know he he created so much of american culture just by having these ideas and and thinking up these things you know the idea of of you know the, the the big the big theme parks and the the franchises and and movies and and the innovations there and it's it's like you know you you think about you know what what it, what is your culture and it's like a big part of it for americans it's disney quite mm-hmm. frankly so you know and, and you know and it, and it goes and it goes all over the place but it's you know just as a guy it was a, a kid from from missouri that had ideas had big ideas and some of them worked the big ones worked some of them mm-hmm. didn't, but he just kept mm-hmm. he just kept doing it and 
gosh, I'm like, like if I could be half as accomplished at age 65 as he was, I'd be like, I'd be doing pretty darn good. So, mm-hmm. you know, Walt Disney, we we tip our hats forever and always. Mm-hmm. White, white the guy. That seems like such a pitiful way to to sign off on it but yeah i don't know, I don't know it, what else, it, it, how else it, do you how else do you encapsulate it like really exactly right. exactly yeah. it's like you know to, you know uh, you know oh, goodness you, you, the, you know his his fingerprints are everywhere you know and there are you know dedications to him like i said all, all every single one of the magic kingdom type parks that has the hub and spoke there's a partner statue in the middle of it you know that has him you know holding his hand with uh, with mickey mouse kind of pointing off in the distance you know like you know look towards the future mickey you know that sort of thing mm-hmm. which is is uh funny uh because um they went to uh make they wanted to make that statue and they realized that they had no idea how tall mickey mouse is supposed to be (laughs) so it just so happens that mickey mouse appears at the very beginning of the fantasia movie talking to the conductor um and they knew how tall he was supposed to be so they did the math to figure out mickey in relation to that guy how tall he was he was supposed to be and therefore he would be correct standing next to walls <laughs> wow so how tall is he Who, yeah. mickey mouse yeah Yay. officially oh that's a good, good uh-huh. question i'm not sure well, oh, how... well. uh I googled. I googled how tall is Mickey Mouse. It gave me Walt Disney's height. Yeah, <laughs> uh, two feet three inches. Okay. Okay. Thereabouts. So weighs in at about twenty three pounds. Well, there you go. The yeah. stuff you learn. Walt was six. Uh, Walt was five foot ten. <laughs> Which is how tall I am, and I'm like, I'd be looking, I'd be looking eye to eye with with Walt. I'm shorter than Walt, <laughs> so Me I'd be looking at Walt's than Walt chin. too. Yeah. <laughs> Which Walt is for for a guy, he's kind of short, <laughs> kind of a bit mm-hmm. on the short side. That's interesting. Yeah. I think Roy was taller. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it it is kind of hard to encapsulate a career, and even even the things that they've tried to do, like one man's dream which is kind of a miniature museum uh at disney's hollywood studios uh which again barely scratches the surface um but has a lot of really cool stuff on display um you've got the museum in marceline you've got the museum in san francisco you know you've got you know (laughs) uh the other stuff in marceline uh besides the the museum uh you know the statues the 
all the awards you know his, he's got a, a star on the hollywood walk of fame so does mickey mouse Mickey Mouse has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, so um, Oswald doesn't yeah. have that, Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's it, people have done what they can to try to create these things to show people uh both you know those of us diehard fans that just want to know everything you know and like i said a lot of this stuff that we've discussed i already knew i just some of them i didn't necessarily have the dates like locked down in my head uh <laughs> i knew the dates of his birth and death because it just so happens the year that i got married yeah uh, when chauncey and i got married we arrived our trip went from december 5th to december 15th wow Wow. So we did not do that on purpose. It just worked out that way. But it was kind of wild that we arrived on Walt's birthday and then, you know, <laughs> ended the trip on the anniversary of his death. Um so those are kind of locked infinity. in my yeah, those are kind of locked into my brain. But some of the other things, like what year they moved to Kansas City, and I don't necessarily have those like locked into yeah. my brain. It's like I knew Chicago, Kansas, you know, Miz- you know, mm-hmm. Marceline, Kansas City los angeles you know that sort of thing you know mickey mouse 1928 yeah. Yeah. ray they're, poppins they're so, 1964 some dates you just know yeah yeah, yeah. but you know it, it it cannot be overstated his contribution his impact and the impact that he continues to have and you know people have 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 taken up his his name with the company and his legacy and you know we could you know we can always sit here and debate like what has gone on with the company since then and like is it good is it bad like what what does this mean you know who did the best what and blah 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 but for for my money it's it always just goes back to walt that Mm -hmm. you know if it was if it was something he would have envisioned if this is something you know he would have supported and you know they constantly whenever they talk about things like oh well like i I, like i remember there was a stretch um with all the the new you know the 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 newer disney movies they're like oh walt wanted to do uh you know rapunzel or he wanted to do the snow queen or or things like that and and i I bet he did i bet he had like a gazillion ideas bouncing around in his head Mm -hmm. for movies and things it's just kind of like well you know we're we're keeping it going and mm-hmm. you know you guys the, the people running the company like you have a lot to live up to so don't screw it up yeah but, well it's like you know when we talked about it, i mean i yeah. know you missed this conversation last week chrissy uh-huh. but it's like you know walt even back in his day in the 30s wanted to do beauty and the beast mm-hmm. just couldn't figure out a, a way to adapt the story yeah so it's, you know fairy eventually tales. they got they got around to it so yeah <laughs> and it and it worked out but yeah but yeah, so it's, I mean, I mean, they're, they're, the company's done some the animation, they've done some really great things, but you know, I go back and I look at those, those, those movies, Snow White and Cinderella and, and Sleeping Beauty and, and Pinocchio and some of those, and I'm just like, you know, they just, they broke the mold when mm-hmm. Walt Disney came along and there will never be another like him. People will try yeah. and they will succeed in their own way, but it's, he was it. Yeah absolutely 
and we're all the better for it oh yes yes absolutely and so charles mints who <laughs> exactly <laughs> that cracks me up <laughs> well anyway so if it, if any of our listeners would like to chime in on their thoughts on Walt Disney the man and his contributions and achievements and just life history in general uh, send us some feedback. Our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, which is thefiveishfangirls.com. Find links to our social media sites. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find links to the podcast. Goodreads. And Goodreads, yes. And all those things. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a, yeah, sorry. Oh, go no, ahead. I mean to interrupt. Just a, a reminder to anyone that maybe, met, you know, Turn, didn't listen to the episode all the way through last week which why didn't you uh because you would have had a nice earworm there at the end uh, <laughs> uh just a, a reminder because we are in the holiday season uh as i explained a succeed a succeed succinctly Shortly. yes exactly as <laughs> as tldr as i could i'm gonna pull from the kids these days uh pldr of our amazon link is no longer working we don't have it anymore because amazon sucks um is the tldr so um so when you're doing your christmas shopping on amazon don't feel bad if you were like oh i forgot to use our link we don't have it anymore because amazon sucks uh so (laughs) i was about to be like hey amazon oh never mind yeah well I don't know. Yeah. You miss you miss my 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 not so succinct uh, <laughs> explanation. <laughs> not so short and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, but yeah, the TLDR is the uh, the back end of that particular program. Not very user friendly. And after fighting with Amazon for so long, I was like, forget it. So <laughs> bummer. Okay. Well, there are other ways to support our 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 show. We do have merch still. Yes. So you can still And we have Kofi. Kofi mm-hmm. and yeah. our uh Patreon. Audible and Patreon. Of course, Patreon. Yeah. Um but yes, so and you know, support us however you feel like you can. And and it, it all it all it all helps. It all yes. supports us, whether it's comments, feedback, or actual money, whatever. And yep. we love you all for whatever you you you, you you ever love you send our way and we love you right back and have ha, just have a, have a good christmas season so, you know mm-hmm. winter's winter's here basically and i just yep. i always get kind of warm and fuzzy around this time even though it's like gonna snow <laughs> that, <laughs> that cozy time of year like last night i was we were we were just kind of sitting around and i was like you know i feel like it's christmas finally <laughs> and I, I i have this thing like usually i'm one of those it's like oh don't put up the christmas decorations till after thanksgiving you know i'm the one sharing the cartoons that have the turkey telling santa to get his fat butt back in his sleigh and let him have, <laughs> let the turkey have his time but i think just just the past couple of years especially this year i think just has felt kind of ugh overall i don't know how it's felt for other people but for me i'm just like and i saw when i saw the lights going up and and uh like the the park next to where the library where I work, they do a big, huge light display, and I could see them starting to put the lights up. And I'm like, yes, I want the lights. They're putting them up in October, and I was like, I bring on the Christmas lights because, because damn it, I need 
I need Christmas. So, <laughs> so enjoy the Christmas season. Enjoy whatever goodness it brings to you because I think we all kind of need it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, all right. And as we alluded to next week, if you want to get your feedback in early, Yes, we will be talking Doctor Who and the flux, which thanks to Jodie Whittaker, the word flux now will always be said, read, heard in her northern accent. So thank you, Jodie. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but more of that. Of things to come. Yes. So, all right. So for now, we shall sign off for this week. This is Brittany and Troy saying goodnight. This is Chrissy saying goodnight in Salt Lake City. This is Sally from Wisconsin saying good evening. This is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. 350 episodes. <laughs> I think I, th- I think us reaching this milestone it's kind of similar to Walt. Yeah. In <laughs> getting getting crap done and uh <laughs> i uh i i think uh you know it like i said it's really hard to encapsulate walt walt disney but uh i i think i think this quote from walt himself uh is a good good indicator of how he was able to accomplish what he did i dream i test my dreams against my beliefs i dare to take risks and to execute my vision to make those dreams come true. to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening and may the squee be with you. Mm-hmm.